Rock Lobster. Welcome to the Spin Dance Zone. I don't understand anything. Today, my two best friends in the world have joined me to discuss something just despicable. We are reviewing Despicable Me 2. <laughs> Too despicable for me. AKA the Minion Zero. But unfortunately, to talk about Despicable Me 2, we have to talk about Sonic 4 Episode 1. Yeah, so that's going to be what most of this episode is going to be. Is it Sonic the Hedgehog 4 or Sonic 4? It's Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 1. Dude, it's been like 10 years or something. Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 1 Racer? It's, it's been, been 3,000 years. It's been 10 years. We finally got Sonic 4. What did they do? <laughs> it's like, hey, homing attack. There was definitely, like, they wanted to, like, make it feel like a Genesis game, and they didn't even slightly get it right. It's like they yeah. did some sound choices, but they were like, hey, here's the usual homing attack sound you remember from Sonic Adventure. I'm like, no. Why is there a homing attack? There's also the whole, the stages look kind of like Sonic 1 stages, but... Up-res. So the stages are Green Hill Zone, Casino Night Zone, Labyrinth Zone for some reason, and Metropolis Zone. So it's like Sonic One and Sonic Two. Yeah, yeah. and there's a fifth. There's a fifth zone as well. It's a it's a secret zone. I didn't I I didn't have the patience. The Labyrinth Zone boss is too hard. Yeah, the Labyrinth Zone boss is not super easy. It's like a lost labyrinth, by the way, but. Also, like the Green Hills is like wet sky zone or something. Splash Hill Zone. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> We're gonna jump in, okay? The, the gameplay. Yeah. It, I, already, I already told you, it's got a homing attack. It's like, it's it's just a Sonic game, but with a homing attack, but also it's like modern Sonic with the green eyes. And it's shiny. He's very shiny. It's like he just yeah. jumped in a pool of Vaseline. Yeah, he's super well-oiled. And... Oh, God. This game. It's really floaty. It, the, ga the game is fine. It's just very unremarkable. It kind of doesn't feel good ever. The way I would describe it is it's a collection of all of the things in Sonic that are mediocre to bad and none of the exceptional parts for everything up until the Dreamcast era, and even including, like, Sonic Adventure. So I haven't played this game, but it feels like Mighty Number no. 9 before Mighty Number no. 9 came out. In the way that it disappointed a legion of fans, probably. Yeah. And it's just like you you sometimes you like really look close at some aesthetics and you're like, wow, this makes me very upset. They just put like three <laughs> D assets together but they don't really mesh well together. I wanna I wanna say something about the homing attack real quick, which is that I don't hate the homing attack conceptually. Like, I, I think it, it has its place in a two D Sonic game, like I think you can make it work. I mean it's in rush and we love it though. Yeah, but the way they did it in this game is when you homing attack somebody, you lose all momentum forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you don't hit them as soon as you homing attack, you go into a, like, vulnerable animation, and then you take damage. Yeah. That reminds me, you don't really get any momentum from doing the homing attack without an enemy. Like, you just kind of yeah. inch forward a little bit, and that yeah. is upsetting. 
it's okay for precision platforming, but it doesn't feel good the way most things in a Sonic game should. Yeah. And and also, like, level designs are litter littered with, like, here's four enemies that are slightly, like, vertically offset from each other so that you can chain homing attacks to move slightly forward and see a big number appear. It's also, like, always the same enemy. Like, I'm, it's, like a, it's like a Sonic 3 enemy that yeah. you only see once. I don't understand why they didn't, like, try to mix up different aerial enemies per zone. Other than that, Badnik, there's always a different Badnik. Yeah, because it's like Buzz Bombers in the first one, and then the aerial enemy... I can't remember any of them besides the Buzz Bombers, well, but you're right, there, there really are different isn't, ones. And... There really isn't an aerial enemy in Gear Getaway or whatever it is. It's just like, you just have the Astrons and the... Well, Astrons are more like Neutrons, because Astrons are always in the wall most of the time, and so are Neutrons. Yeah. Those are the Starfish, yeah. Astrons are the Starfish. Neutrons are, well, they're the Newts. What are the orb dudes? Those are like the floaty enemies in the third area. I think they're called orbanauts or something like that. Like, there's like that so many right. orb enemies yeah. Yeah. that they have different names. But yeah, there's like a bunch of throwback stuff in here. You've got your running around in 2D. But then also, the game is like floaty and hard to like sort of wade through. You never get going too fast. It's a lot like the Game Gear games in that way. And yeah. then the levels themselves are aesthetically like Sonic 1, and they're kind of like a bit too long like Sonic 1 but they're littered with hazards like Sonic 2, and they have all these weird gimmicks that don't appear in other sections like Sonic 3. Yeah. Which are not any of my favorite parts of any of those games. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, every single act has a unique gimmick, and the thing about that is that a lot of the gimmicks are not, like, enjoyable. Yeah. The worst one is Lost Labyrinth Act 2, where Sonic has a torch, and there's one area with a torch puzzle that's a little difficult to figure out because... So you have to light torches that activate a switch, or act as switches, and there's four of them put together, and you, it's very difficult to figure out which one activates what. Yeah, they each make columns come out of the ground, right? That's what you're talking about? Yeah, and one activates two, like one like hinders the other, so you have to figure out how to put it with one of the other ones, and it's just, it's awful. I, I got at least one timeout from it. I think I figured it out before I got a timeout, but it was rather close. <laughs> yeah. Because my solution, and I don't know if this is the right one, but I, like, lit the one that you want out, and then I just, like, ran to the other side of the room, and then spin-dash-jumped to get across it, which didn't feel right, but it was the only solution I found. <laughs> if there's one gimmick I did like, it was the one in the casino level where, instead of a slot machine, you just activated cards, and then whatever, like, faced up, that was just like, oh, you get yeah. a prize for that. That was kind of neat. But then that same stage later has a whole bunch of sections of levels where there's a card that is a platform, but then it flips up and you fall through it. Yeah. And they're, like, desynced with each other. Yeah, that was the Sonic Advance part of this that I hated. <laughs> and there's a bottomless pit under it for no reason. Yeah. It's just, like, weird precision platforming with, like, offset patterns, and if you fall down one, you can catch yourself on another card but because the momentum in this game is so bad and the cards act as walls when they're platforms like it's just impossible to get back up and it just feels horrible yeah but yeah the cards are fun to get and they feel rewarding when you get like a good hand if you will yeah there is a good bit where like you're running i think you hit a speed boost and you're running pretty fast 
and there are bits where like you're running through an array of cards and then if you jump you can like fly through a section of like even more cards and then that happens for a while so you can feel good about chaining together cards mm. but then it immediately immediately after that is the bottomless pit of cards as platforms that flip and kill you yeah so you know yeah it's very weird i mean so steven when we played sonic 2 you talked about how there's sections of go fast and sections of go slow and i feel like this game is like worse about it yeah i don't know if i'd say worse it's definitely just as bad yeah i don't know i was gonna say that i don't notice the fast like the only fast section i can remember was that card running on the cards Right, which ultimately you have to be very, very careful if you want to do it fast. Because if you run too fast, then you get to that, you know, that next area and you're wanting to go fast and instead you just fall and die. And by the nature of being a Labyrinth Zone clone, there's no place to run fast there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much Green Hill Zone that has the most, like, run for a little bit segments. Right, because that's what you want from the first level of a Sonic game. Yeah. yeah. I, I also just want to clarify that I don't know about the fifth stage, but there are four stages with three acts and then a boss there's not a boss at the end of the third act. Yeah. It's like four segments to each level. Three are acts, and then the fourth is a boss. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to beat all three acts to unlock the boss, but you can do acts one, two, and three in any order that you want, and you can also access all four, like, zones at any point before unlocking the fifth one. So it's kind of like Mega Man in that way. Which is weird. Super weird. It's weird because there is very clearly an intended difficulty curve. Yeah. It felt like I turned on debug mode. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it's especially wild because, like, once you beat a stage, you have to hit a button. You have, like, a time window to hit a button to play the next stage. And it's not A. It's Y or triangle, depending on what controller you're using. On the So I, I played it on, on WiiWare, right? And that's, that's a game where you hold the Wii Remote sideways, so you hit 1 and 2 to jump. But the button to play the next stage was the A button, which is like the least comfortable button to press. You, yeah, you mean the button in the middle of the controller in that configuration? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like hitting the like PlayStation or Xbox buttons for those consoles. Yeah, it, it, it was very weird. Because it's not like 1 and 2 did anything on that menu. No, and A doesn't do anything on the menu in the PC version. I played the Steam version. Charlie, which one did you play? Oh, I played it on Steam because it was just easier to get to. Yeah, okay, so you and I played it the same way. Yeah. And Isaiah, you've owned it on WiiWare since it came out, right? Yeah. I have actually completed the game when I was a child. <laughs> I remember being at your house and you having the game, and that was the only time I ever saw gameplay of the game. I remember hating the game, and I also completed it. This is the way that you play games. When you don't like them, <laughs> you beat them entirely out of spite. <laughs> that really is. I'm like, what am I going to do? Not get Supersonic? Like, the only RPG I know that you've ever seen the credits for is Final Fantasy XIII. Yeah. I mean, I okay, I've also beaten Sonic Unleashed for the PS3. Yeah, which is not an RPG. Yeah. Is there any RPG that you've beaten that you've liked? Oh, I guess man. Pokemon, probably. Yeah, like every Pokemon game, except for like five years worth of Pokemon games. So I guess like <laughs> every... a quarter of all Pokemon games. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Have I ever beaten an RPG? <laughs> I got the secret ending and not the true ending of Bravely Default. I don't know if that counts. I have a friend who tells me it does and a friend who tells me it doesn't. I'll say it. Did you see credits? Yes. It counts. All right. Sonic and the Black Knight, you beat King Arthur, you're done. <laughs> you're right. Get out of there. What, what would you guys say was your favorite part of this game? Uh, the cards. What, what's the name of the fourth zone? The one that's just the, like, the pre-final final zone. Big wet metal zone. Big. It's like something gear zone. 
I want to say Gear Getaway, but that's like the Donkey Kong Country Returns song. So Gears first of, of all, War Zone. Act Two for that stage sucks because it's just low frame rate gears. Ah. <laughs> It's like, hey, remember that from the old games, but we could do better, but we're not. Because, like, I think, I don't know if it's just because of how modern the game is or if the frame rate is, like, actually bad even in context. No, it, honestly, frame rate-wise, the game felt fine on the WiiWare. It's just that they chose to emulate the the But, like, the the frame rate of the gears themselves doesn't, like, feel consistent for some reason. It's, like, 14 instead of, and then it, like, jumps occasionally yeah yeah i know what you mean it's like they they seem to skip at times it's weird they're the worst looking thing in the game for sure yeah but the third act of that zone is one where uh you're being chased by a wall of death and it's kind of reminiscent of uh hydra city act 2 but the wall of death also has spikes on it yeah and that's like it's not there for the entire stage but it is there for like every other like chunk of the stage it is there yeah and i i feel like for the parts that weren't remove the general vibe of frustration that is that permeates the entire game and i think that stage was exciting in a positive way the thing i remember hating about that stage with a passion is these rooms that are like cups that you fall into like you just roll into it from the left and then you're sitting in a bunch of water and if you push to the right it tilts to the right oh yeah Mm. that mechanic is horrible the whole stage tilts around you and the water kind of has this cool physics engine thing where it like pushes on this block on the right side which is fine like it's a fine concept and if you just push to the right for a long time the water will eventually like push the block out of the way and then you shoot out of the wall but there's this happens twice, I think, and it's only twice. And the second time, there's just spikes on the right side. So if you hold to the right for too long, you get hit and lose rings. So you just have to hold to the right for a little bit and then tilt left. And then hold to the right. There's, like, no strategy. It's just yeah. a colossal waste of time. I mean, I got stuck on that for a while because I didn't realize that was what I was supposed to do. And, like, yeah. even when you think you're pulling back, you still have, like, a bit of momentum that you'll just fall into the spikes anyway. Right, the only time in this entire game that you have any momentum, it's uh, when it's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just the most pointless gimmick, because it's not fun, it's not engaging, there's no, like, actual obstacles, it's just, the spikes are there, so if you want to get through it quickly, you just can't. Listen, I've said said this off-camera, but, like, I'm gonna say this with, like, no irony, this is worse than, like, Sonic 1's Labyrinth Zone. I, I want to I wanna preface, like, when I got to Labyrinth Zone for the first time, like, I finally got past Spring Yard Zone, I didn't get a game over there. Or if I did, I wasn't distraught about it, because it's not a horrible stage, it's just not fast, and it rewards you with Starlight Zone at the end anyway. Yeah, and comparatively, it's not that much harder than the stuff that comes before it, you know? Yeah. It's, like, exceptionally difficult for just a video game in general throughout all time, but if you're playing, like, an old game, and you get through the other three acts of Sonic, you know, it's not that hard when you get to it, so it feels fine. Oh, I was gonna say, my favorite part of this game is also the cards. Yeah. And they're actually tiny little cards that are on poles that when you run past them they spin around and they're 3D, and that's the only nice looking thing in this game. Yeah. It's it's definitely the only nice looking 3D thing, easily. Yeah, for sure. The backgrounds look alright in this game, but compared to the other, you know, Sonic games that have nice backgrounds, like, it's a joke. Like, the original Sonic Green Hill Zone alone just looks beautiful. Like, I could yeah. watch it scroll all day, and this game doesn't even hold a candle to that. Yeah. Alright, so on to the bosses. This on game. The special stage. The special stage. God damn it. 
<laughs> On to the special stage. This game takes a little bit of inspiration from the original Sonic the Hedgehog special stage, where you are floating in this sort of top-down 2D perspective and things are spinning. But in this case, it spins the stage when you move left and right instead of moving Sonic left and right. So you control the rotation and Sonic just always has gravity pulling him downwards. And the goal here is to do like one of those little like plastic maze games that you have at like the dentist office where you just have to get the <laughs> ball in the hole. But it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And you just move yourself through this like block laden like maze game and it's got the goals from the original Sonic that are a bad thing for some reason even though they say goal. And then it's also got these gates that you have to collect a certain number of rings that are just put in various spots, and usually they try to guide you. Yeah. And if you get, like, 15 rings, you can get through the goal, or get through the gate, rather. And if you don't have enough, you have to go and find some. So it's ideal to get as many as you can along the way. And there are also these little, like, orbs that give you more amounts of time. So, like, oh, it's a 15-second orb, and you grab it. Or, oh, it's a 5-second orb, and you grab it, and you get that much time back. Mm -hmm. And usually you've got about 45 seconds to a minute to get through the whole thing. Yeah. And at the end, it's a Chaos Emerald. So, I kind of like these special stages. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanically speaking, I think this is the only time Sonic 4 has actually improved upon the thing it was inspired by. It's kind of a neat mix of, like, the Sonic 1 special stages and, like, I mean, a lot of special stages, but mostly, like, the Sonic 2 for easy benchmarks since there's a lot of Sonic 2 in this game. Where it's, yeah. like, you do the spinny stage, but you need to get rings to progress. Yeah. Although, I had this one issue, like, when I got to the Chaos Emerald, I didn't see there was a path around the back, so I kept trying to break through the blocks, like, in Sonic 1. Yeah. And then, like, I noticed too late there was thing in the back, and I ran out of time because I was spending so much time trying to break the blocks that would not break. Yeah, the first one is very reminiscent of the Sonic 1 special stages, but after that, they have pretty much completely different configurations. Yeah. And it's really just, like, exploring a maze in general. And it's not too hard to find the way you're supposed to go, but you normally won't win the first time. It's fairly memorization-based. Yeah. But, like, it's not too hard to go and... Oh, yeah, we should clarify, you get to these the same way you did in the original Sonic, where you have to have 50 rings when you cross a goalpost. Yeah. So it's not too crazy hard to play the first few if you're just going to Splash Hill Zone. Yeah. The the only thing is, uh, you can't get multiple Chaos Emeralds from the same stage, so you can replay stages whenever you want. You should say act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get the same chaos. Em you can't get multiple chaos emeralds from the same stage. So once you have gotten, Isaiah, you should say you should say act. I said stage again, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me. Okay. You can't get multiple chaos emeralds. <laughs> I almost said stage again. Uh, <laughs> uh, help. You can't get multiple chaos emeralds from the same act. Guys, I'm having a hard time it's okay. right now, like in life. Uh, you can't get multiple chaos emeralds from the same act. So you can do stage select and, and replay a stage whenever you want, but when you're selecting a stage, it'll show you if you've already collected a Chaos Emerald uh, on that act. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hmm. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say. It's, you can't just farm Splash Hill Zone Act 1. Yeah, you gotta which, move on. Which does make sense, but it's also like, all right, I'll just replay the first seven stages in the game, because they're the this first seven acts in the game, because they're the easiest. I got a Chaos Emerald from like Act Three of the Fourth Zone 
freaking mm-hmm. big big boy zone or whatever it's called. And I just got it by accident. And it was like the second time I tried the stage, but it was the first time I'd gotten it in that zone at all. Yeah. And it just worked out. And I was like, well, that's good. I don't have to deal with that later. I was <sighs> I was really close to that, but like at the very end, I got hit by something. Yes, yeah, so many, so many of the acts in this game have a goalpost that is near the end of the level. And there's about 30 rings after it. So if you hit that goalpost, you're essentially punished because you just can't get yeah. the special stage after that point. So you have to reset. And and there's a lot of like the the stages do a lot of like ramping up in difficulty over time, which is I mean that that's not a bad way to structure a stage by any means. But it sucks when it's like the thing is I have to end the stage with this amount of rings. It doesn't matter how many rings I had two minutes before the end. And it's especially weird because even the first Sonic, where this system was first implemented, it felt to me like the stage would get harder and harder, and then it would plateau. And it would be like pretty difficult through the middle till the end, but it never got any harder than it was at the middle, and you got really accustomed to what was going on. So it wasn't too hard to get 50 rings if you knew the stage you were playing. But in this game, it just keeps getting harder, and it's super hard at the end, and they don't give you enough rings at the end. So usually there'll be some bullshit that kills you the first time you're doing a level, and you just have to memorize it if you want to get the emerald that way. Yeah. And it feels really bad. Or just don't get the final checkpoint, but then you still have to know when the checkpoint is the final one. Yeah, so no matter what, you can't know that for sure until you've already beaten a stage. And there's also plenty of times in this game where I thought the level was about to be over. Like, there's a long stretch, and it yeah. felt very like Sonic 1. Oh, I'm in that area where if I turned left, it wouldn't let me go left anymore. And so I would turn back and I'd be like, oh, cool, I can still go and grab rings. And I'd pick up enough to get to 50. And then I would keep running down that stretch. And then there'd just be an obstacle and then a whole other minute of the level. <laughs> and I was like, what the? How long are these stages? I, I had the same experience. Feels like too long. Yeah. Yes. For sure. But when you get to that special stage, it's like a nice respite from the bullshit. And I do think mechanically the special stage is really fun, but like, I kind of hate its presentation a lot. Oh, you mean just the visuals? The visuals and the music. Oh, yeah, the, yes. Honestly, <laughs> the honestly, the music more so than the visuals. The visuals have sort of a kaleidoscope effect, which is it's like... It's just the same as the original Sonic the Hedgehog, but like 3D'd. Yeah, but the music is like a lullaby, which really... <sighs> It, it it doesn't deliver the emotional experience I'm I'm going for at a special stage, you know. It doesn't even have like the weird trippy vibe that the original game had. Yeah. Like that music is not appropriate for like a Sonic game, which is weird to say because it was the first one. Yeah. But it does a good job of like taking you somewhere and like making you feel weird. And the <laughs> way that thing is paced, it feels right to me. But this one is slow, even though this version of the gameplay is paced faster than the original Sonics was. Yeah. And I also would like to say that I like a lot of the level structures that you deal with in these, because they feel kind of unique. You know, you've got the first one, which is mostly just a straight line without a lot of diverging paths. Yeah. And then I remember there's one later on where you have, like, a grid that you have to work through. And if you're paying close attention, it kind of guides you on a line through that grid that will take you past a time booster. So it kind of, like, tries to show you the most efficient path, and it's the, like, grid is walled off at each of its sections by the breakable blocks that, you know, when you hit them, they change colors, and then when they're red and you hit them, they go away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's, like, red ones on one side and yellow ones on the other, and usually you want to go through the red ones, but then there's a point where there are yellow ones, but behind them is the time booster. So it's like, you kind of have to decide if it's worth it to spend time breaking down that wall to get the time boost, or if you just want to go through as is. It's kind of neat. 
It's so weird because I feel like the special stages are the strongest part of this game, but they yeah. still get kind of ruined by presentation. Like, I'm getting drowsy just thinking about the special stage music, and not just because I was already drowsy before we started recording. <laughs> Maybe part of it is that. <laughs> <laughs> it might, might have something to do with it. But yeah, you're right, the music is bad, and like, it's a little bit too slow for my tastes. Yeah. Because it kind of feels like a racing game. I know I say this when we're talking about Sonic sometimes. <laughs> but, like, you'll take these hairpin turns, and hitting the wall is usually bad. And yeah. it's kind of just like a, you know, you can only move left and right. It's like a tank controls racer almost. Mm -hmm. But it's neat. I like it. I feel like if you replace, honestly, if you replace the music with, like, any other bonus stage song in Sonic. <laughs> like that? Yeah. Take a little bit of bam, 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 bam. Yeah, give, give it some bam, 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 bam. I was thinking the... I was thinking that, you know? Well, that's that's a bonus and not special, right? Yeah, that's a bonus stage. But, like, I still feel like it's more appropriate. Yeah. That's the problem is I should have I played the Steam version so I could download a mod that fixes the music. <laughs> if there's a music fixing mod on the workshop or something, that'd be amazing. I'm going to find out. Sonic 4 Episode 1 Mod Music. Guarantee it. Sonic 4, Sonic 4 Episode Remix Music Mod Release. That's just a bunch of words. Like, that's not English. Yeah, it's serious word salad. Okay, well... Yummy, it's, yummy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just the Sonic 4, but, like, the sound font is different. Not better, but different. <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about the music, Isaiah? Yeah, so the music for the entire game... Is bad. Sucks a little bit. You may have heard us at the top of this episode <laughs> doing our own little rendition of the boss theme for this game, which is the same for every boss, including the final boss. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. Honestly, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the same for the final boss. So this game does the thing where they want to sound like a Sega Genesis, but they don't remember what a Sega Genesis sounds like. Not only that, but they want to sound like Sonic 1. The music specifically has this mediocre quality that Sonic 1 had before the Sonic games had, like, a very specific kind of music that people were really into that, like, yeah. defines the game for a lot of Sonic fans. It's, like... Like... Like, melodically speaking, I think a lot of the music is not bad. Like, even the casino music. I usually hate casino music in Sonic games. But I was like, alright, I could vibe to this if the instruments weren't absolutely horrible. Yeah, the instruments <laughs> are bad, and they usually loop super fast. Yeah, they're very, very short songs. Which, like, is... Like, they're a, maybe the length of uh, the Sonic songs from the old 2D games when the stages were shorter. You know, I mean, I think it's uh, ultimately it's just like Sonic One that the music loops that fast. Like, yeah, it like I think the music is supposed to be specifically inspired by Sonic One and not at all two or three. Yeah, and and here's a here's an interesting tidbit: the boss music that isn't the one we were singing during the intro, because uh, there's two phases to a boss. The first phase's music is an unused track from Sonic 3D Blast. Sonic 3D Blast is, of course, a game with an incredible soundtrack. Yeah. They happened to pick the one song from that soundtrack that isn't good. Yeah, it didn't make the cut. That's how bad the song they picked was. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know, man. Like, that just seems like a, like a bad idea. Like, I respect the, like, let's dig into our past and use something, but, like, they used the bad one. Just do Panic Puppet again. Yeah. 
<laughs> For the third time. Hell yeah. <laughs> it worked <Yeah>. last time. <laughs> <laughs> I think also maybe the harshest part of the music is like the same thing that Sonic Heroes has to deal with, which the game ultimately is kind of bad, so it's hard to get through, and you'll just end up spending six minutes listening to the same song. Yeah. Which, you know, even a good real-life song is usually only supposed to be about three minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you filter that through, like, bad Genesis replication and, like, really, really simple melodies, it, it gets tough to deal with. Yeah. But unlike Sonic Heroes, there's no hang castle to pull this game out of the water, so. <laughs> Man... Yes, I mean, I, I honestly, the only sound that they managed to replicate in an authentic way was the snare drum. Yeah. Also, yeah. Dr- drowning feels the way it's supposed to in this game, for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, actually, now that I think about it, the bubbles seem pretty fair in this game. The labyrinth zone was the only zone I didn't play, so. Ah, okay, well. Yeah, the bubbles, to me, whenever I needed a bubble, I got one, and whenever I was standing by the bubble machine, it didn't do that Sonic 3 shit where it just doesn't give you one. Yeah, that's that's something that Sonic games have always kind of, they've always sucked a little bit at. So it's nice if Sonic 4 doesn't have that issue. I remember one of the Game Gear ones felt alright, but the bigger problem with that one was that it just sucked in general, which is, I guess, maybe <laughs> the same thing about this game. Yeah. Like, it keeps you alive, but the question is, did you want to be alive in the water level? Alright, let's talk about the bosses. Alright. The bosses are reused. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so Splash Hill Zone is the Green Hill Zone boss, you know, with the Wrecking Ball. And I think, like, before you hit him one more time, he mixes it up, but I already hit him, so I don't know what the uh, mix-up is. Yeah, it just spins all the way around instead of swinging back and forth, and it hits you like the hammer does in the advanced games. Yeah. But you're right, like, you'll always kill it before that, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> For the casino, it's, you know, the casino night boss, where it's like the the grabber with the electricity and the ball. But honestly, I remember having, I remember having problems with, like, the casino nightbirds, but this one is like, I hit him, and before he can do, like, some sort of special subversion technique, I already killed him. Yeah, I had a joke that, like, the hardest part of that stage was just getting out of the bowl once you've killed the boss. Yeah. Because the door is at the top of, like, a a friggin' incline, and it's just hard to get up. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, the next half of bosses actually do subversions. The Labyrinth one is bad, because, like, in the original (laughs) Labyrinth Zone, it's not really a boss fight, you just chase Eggman. Yeah, down, like, a hallway. Yeah, but this one, you chase Eggman, and then you fight him where he, like, summons pillars that crush you. And, like, there's, like, a certain amount of patterns you'll notice. But at some points, you'll hit him, but then you'll get rebounded into, like, the pillars and get crushed. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I'm, like, attacking too early or the angle is bad or what, but it, I, I, I never beat that boss. The way I handled it was I just waited until the pillars were going away before I attacked at all. Because essentially the pillars will always form this square around Robotnik, and if you're in that square with him, you're safe, and then you can hit him. Right. But of course, if you die, you just have to do that chase all over again, and that's tedious. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how many rings you had, because it's a squishing fight. There's no, like, weapons. It's just you get pushed into the wall and die instantly. Right. It's very, very dead. And... The fourth boss is the Metropolis Zone boss, where he has, like, the little eggs surrounding him, and you just hit him. You don't have to get rid of all of the mini eggs. They'll just kind of explode on him, and then you'll go into, like, this running boss, and he'll send the eggs, and they'll be, like, bouncing towards you, and you just kind of have to avoid him. It's, like, it's a very uh, Sonic Advance 2 boss. Yeah. 
running bosses are bad 100% of the time. Nope, there's one in CD that's really good. Okay. I like the Mushroom Hill Zone one. Yeah, I was going to say the Mushroom Hill Zone is the most tolerable one, and it's because you don't ever have to slow down. Also, you can do a lot of damage to the boss before... Uh... Yes, exploitability by design <laughs> is great. Yeah. Which is not in this game, by the way. Yeah. The gear getaway whatever zone boss is, is fine. It's the best of the four, I would say. I think that I like the concept of the spin on the first boss idea. I mean, it's been iterated on a thousand times before, but it's done just fine here. The only issue is that the iteration, you're never going to experience it if you're a seasoned Sonic player. Yeah. So, you know, that falls flat. But the other two bosses are just absolutely terrible, and the running boss is fine. This is the only time in my life as a Sonic player where I felt like the bosses had too little HP. <laughs> Except the last one. Except the last one. But yeah, everything up until then is like the too easy, too hard situation. Yeah. Like, once you beat that Labyrinth boss, Charlie, like, it feels terrible because you only have to hit it three times. So you're like, how did I die so much before this? But you'll die <laughs> ten times getting there. It, it feels weird. It's like never satisfying to beat them. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of this game, neither of you got to the end of this round, right? I didn't. I don't know about Isaiah. I did not this time around. But you beat this game as a kid earlier. Yes. So, the thing that happens at the end of this game is you unlock a fifth stage, and honestly, I don't remember much about it. It's kind of like your standard fair space stuff from Sonic. Like, yeah. you run around metal, and there's, like, the planet Earth in the background or something. And once you do all that, you go and you fight a boss rush, and you have to beat each of the four bosses. Except that, I believe they go into their alternate modes, those that have them, after the first hit, instead of after, like, three hits before the last one. Oh, so you hear that theme all the time. I think it doesn't stop playing. I'm pretty sure it only plays the, like, intense music theme. Oh, no. The whole stage. That song is, like, eight seconds long. Yes, it's very, very, very bad. That's the one that we were humming at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to fight the, you know, Sonic 1 boss, but it's doing the hammer swing instead of the pendulum swing the whole time, and you get to fight the pinball boss, but it's electricity really fast, and I don't know what the difference is for there, too. But... After that, you fight a fifth boss, and that's, like, Eggman in the giant egg-shaped robot that's just the same boss from Sonic 2, you said? Yeah. Yeah, and he just runs around, and you hit him a bunch, and then he turns electricity E, and he's invincible in that state, and you have to dodge him for a while, and it's kind of annoying because moving in this game at all is a pain. And then he'll shoot his hand at you, and you have to dodge the hand, and then once the hand comes back down, you have to homing attack it, and then you have to hit him like 18 more times or something. It's the only boss in the game that has more health than it should. It's as if they took the health from all of the rest of the bosses, and chopped it off, and then gave it to this one, and it's terrible, because it's the least fun boss out of all of them. So, when I was a kid, I remember distinctly playing the final boss a couple times, and being like, hey, how many rings are here? And... It turns out that if you never, ever get hit, you can, over the course of the final boss stage, collect almost enough rings to turn supersonic, but not enough. Yeah, this game does have supersonic. I can't imagine, like, going and doing that, personally. I know you did it when you were younger, right? I was gonna say, I can imagine it, but only because I remembered doing it. Like, I wouldn't do it now. But, like, you should be able to become supersonic during the final boss, right? You should be supersonic by default for every Sonic Final Boss. If you've gotten the seven Chaos Emeralds, you've gotten through all of the ring-giving phases without getting hit, so you still have all your rings. Like, you've earned it, right? 
I mean, I think we've just found that through, like, the years. Like, can you think of a Sonic game where you go supersonic at the end and it's not super fun? <laughs> Yours, you're right. I mean... Like, Sonic 3, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, like, they're all pretty good. Yeah. Sonic Heroes... Sonic Heroes, yeah. So uh, Sonic Heroes, I don't remember if it was fun or not. I do know Sonic Heroes and Sonic Unleashed both have a bit right before you turn super that's not fun. Yeah. But then you turn super and it's all good. Yeah. The Shadow of the Hedgehog, Shadow of the Hedgehog has a super fight for the final final boss, right? Yeah. Okay. I thought it did, but I wasn't sure. I never 100% in Shadow of the Hedgehog because I'm not a madman. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to Sonic Adventure 2's, I believe, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, like Sonic Rush. Sonic Rush is super cool when you go super at the end. Yeah. Like going super Sonic at the end, even if the gameplay is like kind of wonky, it's usually still fun. They don't make it too hard. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. But here, you don't get to go super for the final boss. You can only go super during the regular stages where it's probably a hindrance anyway because this game has bottomless pits. I think it kind of makes sense because this is like in the world in which this is episode one of more than two, that it's like, yeah, you go super at the end of Sonic 4, but this isn't the end of Sonic 4. I mean, there are three episodes. There's episode one, two, and metal. Oh, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> episode metal. Metal is just the first episode with Metal Sonic, right? Not sure. I'm like 90% sure that's what it is. That's for a later episode of our show. Yeah, we're not dealing with that right now. <laughs> no spin dash zone act metal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so naming it that if we have to separate it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's about the size of it, though? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a very remarkable game, as I said. Would you guys say it feels like a Game Gear game in some ways? Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's, like, not quite big enough. It's not quite fancy enough. It reminds you of Sonic, but something's not right. It's like they had to make it look HD-ish because it was a new game. Like, right. they didn't think making a pixel game was a good idea. Yeah. Oh, how wrong they were. This game is like Sonic Mania minus, 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 minus. <laughs> I feel like yep. we've made that joke before. Yeah, so we called Sonic Chaos, or called Sonic CD Sonic Mania Minus, and Sonic Chaos was Sonic CD Minus, which was Sonic Mania Minus Minus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and this one is how many minuses? It's four, because Sonic 4 Episode 2, I imagine, is Sonic Mania Minus Minus Minus. Okay, here's the thing. Sonic <laughs> Chaos is Sonic Mania Minus Minus, but Sonic 4 is a little worse than Sonic Chaos, which makes it Minus Minus Minus. Well, yeah, but Sonic 4 Episode 2 is better than Sonic Episode 1, Sonic 4 Episode 1, which makes it Minus 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 instead of Minus You're Minus right, minus, so minus. Sonic 4 Episode 1 is Minus 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 Minus. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Can we just call it Sonic 3 Game Gear? <laughs> Sonic, well, no, because that's um, Sonic Triple Trouble is Sonic 3 Game Gear. Oh, you're right. Otherwise known as Sonic Mania minus 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 minus. <laughs> I imagine we're all a general thumbs down on this game. Yeah. yeah. We don't like hate it, but a very light thumbs down. Yeah. It's really like the thing about it is that it's not even like really bad. It just isn't good. I described it as the perfect encapsulation of everything that makes some Sonic games mediocre. Yeah, it's none of the great parts of Sonic. Like, it reminds you of Sonic in a way that upsets you. Yeah, it reminds me of Sonic the whole way through. Like, I'm thinking about Sonic the whole time I'm playing this game, and not just because there's, like, a blue hedgehog on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the graphics even, like, the way that Sonic looks really shiny for no reason, reminds <laughs> me of Sonic Blast for the Game Gear. That's a pure Sonic move. <laughs> what a weird game. Yeah. This will end up being a short episode. Is there anything you guys want to like tack on to the end to kind of fill us out some more? Um, here's something I've been thinking about for a while. Sonic 1's music is not good. Yeah. I think that is probably a hot take, 
because it's a little bit famous like the music is but aside from green hill zone which i think is all right most of the music is pretty unenjoyable to listen to i think that much like sonic adventure dx the special stage music like makes you feel a certain way yeah and you got to give it credit for that but like it definitely <laughs> doesn't belong in the game yeah and like starlight zone is all right I don't know, because I've gone through just about every Sonic song that's ever been written up until 2010, and then many after that. I've heard all of them, and, like, I would not put basically any song from Sonic 1 in the good category, except for Green Hill Out of Obligation. God, you guys. I, I, look. Hey, I said that I like Starlight, but if you're trying to convince me that Marble Zone's music is good, no, get out of here. Not Marble Zone. (laughs) I like Labyrinth Zone, Starlight Zone, Scrap Rain Zone, Green Hill Zone is whatever. But then Sonic 2 happens, and it's like, it's banger after banger. 80% banger, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like now Sonic music is good, officially, as of Sonic 2. There's like a couple of tracks that like aren't my favorites, but like most of the tracks in Sonic 2 are like in my top 10 Sonic songs before Sonic Adventure. Yeah. So it's just it's just wild that like Sonic's legacy is like cool blue dude and great music, and then that only really happens in Sonic 2. <laughs> Sonic 3's music is really good. I, I really like Sonic 3's music, but... Sonic CD's music is divisive, I guess. <laughs> I really like all of it. I enjoy Sonic CD's music, but I don't enjoy it as much on average as I enjoy Sonic 2 and Sonic oh, 3's No, music. Sonic 2's music is better. I'd say Sonic 3's music is just more of a debate. Because I think Sonic 3's music is consistently good, but it's not exceptionally good, any of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that for sure. And then CD has Sonic Boom, so what are you going to do? <laughs> no, you're right. And then I think Sonic 3D Blast has the highest average quality, just because there are so few bad songs. Yeah, and then many of the songs, I'd say, are even better than some Sonic 2 songs. Yeah. And also, the tracks the tracks in that game feel like they fit the game really well, but they're very varied. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Sonic 2's music is not particularly varied, and same thing with Sonic 3. I think there are a couple of standouts, like Ice Cap is a little bit different from the rest of the, of the soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, Man. it makes sense for Sonic 3 to, to have good music because Michael Jackson was in there somewhere. <laughs> Say, just saying, like, he? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah! <laughs> Woo! It's got that bit in there. But, yeah, that's that's my Sonic hot take that I have been waiting for an opportunity to make public because I could tweet about it. Uh, on Twitter.com slash Isaiah Games, that's I-S-I-A-H, but uh, nobody, nobody who follows Isaiah, me on Twitter cares about that. Isaiah, we need to talk for like at least 15 more minutes before we can <laughs> cut this episode. Charlie, yeah. what do you think is the Sonic game you've played because of this show that you hadn't played before that you liked the most? I would say... Probably Knuckles Chaotix, or I, I, I almost said Sega Sonic, but I don't know if I like Sega Sonic that much. I know you liked it more once you played it in arcades. Yeah, but after playing it like three times, it's kind of it's kind of worn down on you're me. You're like you're like I've done it. I've played the game as many times as I need to. Yeah, I was gonna say I have the feeling that's the kind of game you're supposed to play twice at most. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out some other games. I I guess well no, I played Sonic Rush a little bit. Uh, I don't know what else I, there is. I'll say that I liked Sonic Unleashed a lot more than I had anticipated. 
Yeah. I liked it more than I played it last time. Uh, same here, actually. Yeah, you guys have played... Well, it was the first time I played the Wii version, and I guess you could say that yeah. one, but like... I, I liked the Wii version more than the last time I played it, and I disliked the PS3 version more than the last time I played it. I The PS3 version is so damn pretty. By the it virtue really of the, the PS3 version being both prettier and having every level, I part of me just doesn't want to like the Wii version. I feel like a lot of the reasons you don't like it just have to do with, like... The other version existing? That and, like, just expectations, which is fine. But it just seems like you wanted more day stages, which to me implies that you like the day stages more. Because yeah. you want them, right? But then they're not there, and it, that makes sense why you'd be like, well, I just have to keep doing the lesser gameplay. But, but I like, wish... I just, I just wish it had the progression system system of the Wii version. Then it would be a perfect game, but unfortunately it has to shove that metal crap in our face. Well, but the metal crap is way worse in the PS3 That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see. I okay. I'm talking the other way around, sorry. Gotcha. I thought you meant you wanted the progress, like the level-up system in... No, God, no. Ah, I gotcha. You just mean you don't want to play Banjo-Kazooie while you're playing, the, like, trying to play Sonic the Hedgehog. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that if the metal shit was not in the HD version, it would be way more tolerable. But, like, ultimately, it's so beautiful anyway that it's, like, hard to, like, hate it. Yeah, yeah but I can't play Jungle Joyride Day, so what am I supposed to do? <laughs> uh, St Steven, what game do you think uh, that you've played as a result of the podcast that you like the most? Uh, I <laughs> sound like at least the standard definition version. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's the thing I that you said. said. <laughs> of I course. Will say, I, th I think that... I was there um, for that. Yeah, yeah, you were. It was just now. Was I? I I think that Sonic Chaos <laughs> and Triple Trouble both, like, I believe I had played Chaos a little bit on Sonic Mega Collection when I was, like, a kid, but yeah. I don't remember it particularly. But I did like those games a lot more than I'd anticipated because of our experiences with Sonic 1 and 2 on the Game Gear. Yeah. Well, Sonic 1 Game Gear isn't bad. No, it's not bad, but it's not amazing either. Yeah. And Sonic 2 on the Game Gear made me think that every Sonic Game Gear game was going to be horrible. And I, then, you know. I think for me, the answer is Sonic Pocket Adventure. Yes, that's. I think oh. that's probably the strongest answer. I forgot about Pocket Adventure because I just had melded it with Rush in my head. Yeah, I think I think it's the best pre-Rush handheld Sonic game. Yeah, hands down, it definitely beats Advance One and One, Two, and Three. And it it sucks because it's on a system that no one's ever heard of. Mm. The Pocket Adventure. The Neo Geo Pocket Color. That's right. That's what it was called. <laughs> Pocket Venture Capitalism. Yeah. All right, <laughs> but yeah, like it—it's such a—it's such a good game that no one will ever play in their life. Oh yeah, Sonic Shuffle—it's a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great time. What about Sonic Eraser? That one's the best. <laughs> but seriously though, like Sonic Two, I played a little bit as a kid, and I wasn't into it compared to Sonic Three. And playing it as a result of this podcast, like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm way more into this. Yeah, I, I think of of the three of us, I'm like the least up on it, and I'd still think that game is way better than I gave it credit for when I was younger. I think a part of it is Sonic 2's difficulty curve is like nasty. It's nasty, and Sonic 1 difficulty curve is also nasty, but that's also a much worse game. Its difficulty curve is just broken. Like Sonic 2's difficulty curve is like an exponential slope, whereas like Sonic 2's is a weird like it's flat, and then because Act 1 and 2 of Green Hill Zone are both about as hard. And yeah. then Marble Zone is an incredible spike, and then the second act is a little bit harder. And then 
is it is it's not scrap brain after that is it it's a uh, scrap yard scrap yard that's the one scrap brain is from the next game <laughs> scrap yard zone is like not too bad and then starlight is just about as hard as scrap brain or scrap yard if not slightly easier spring it's yard spring, it's spring yard oh, there we spring go spring yard and, and then like fucking whatever robot zone after that is like harder again so it's yeah. just weird I Sonic like, 2 is consistently getting more and more difficult, but it just yeah. gets way too hard, way too fast. And and as a kid, I was like, well, I can't keep playing this game, therefore it's bad. Uh, and as an adult, I'm like, wait, what if I actually like it when games are challenging? <laughs> so I'm I'm a lot more into the game than I used to be, which is yeah. which is pretty neat. What do you think is the the biggest Sonic revelation that you felt over this podcast? Uh, uh, it turns out the spin dash zone in 3D doesn't isn't really necessary. But it sure spin, is cool. The spin dash zone, our show. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> Did I just cancel our show? Well, no, because we're the no spin dash zone. Oh, okay. So we're still going. Yeah, the spin yeah. dash in 3D Sonic games isn't really necessary. Like yeah. the boost, like is the spin dash, but more accessible in every way in 3D. Yeah, for sure. I I think that's very logical of you to make a note of. It it kind of sucks a little bit because the spin dash was such a part of Sonic's identity like up until that point. But th- also mechanically, I think a boost is just makes more sense. I think that sneaking rolling into places like they do in Unleashed is neat, like when you can do a spin dash at the beginning and when you like boost over a panel, it yeah. turns you into a ball. I think that kind of thing is neat, but there doesn't need to be a button for it. Yeah. I think my favorite thing that I've learned about like the series as a whole is that Amy is a lot more interesting than I gave her credit for initially. Yeah. And like she does turn into this like flanderized version of herself where all she does is chase after Sonic. But like even then they occasionally sneak interesting things into that premise. Like the way she interacts with them in Unleashed. And ultimately that's more on Sonic than her, but it's still cool to see that happen. And then also it's neat to see that Sonic and Amy don't hate each other the way I thought they did because I played Sonic Adventure. Yeah. And probably watched a bit of the cartoons. I imagine they're like that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I honestly I think a huge part of it is just the like voice acting really changes a lot about how you perceive a character. Yeah. But they're like canon dating in Black Knight. Yeah. But then in Sonic Heroes, Amy is like, if I beat the shit out of you, you'll have to take me on a date. Oh yeah, and Sonic Riders does that too, where it's like weird domestic abuse. <laughs> It's not good. It's like, Amy, what are you doing? That's the greatest revelation, that Sonic Riders is good. Yeah, is that... Yeah. Do you think that's one of the games you've had the biggest shift on since we started? Yes. I think the one I was expecting to not like the most and ended up liking more, like, the biggest difference was Sonic 3D Blast. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I expected that, that Sonic 3D Blast would suck because the idea of, like, a top-down, like, walk-around-and-find-shit Sonic game. Like, basically Sonic Unleashed, but on the Genesis. <laughs> like I thought well, it'd be terrible but it's, well, it's interesting because it's like uh, on the surface it's very similar to Sonic Labyrinth a very bad game yes yeah terrible game like mechanically there actually aren't that many differences between the two but 3D Blast has way better design overall like feels the, better to play and the presentation is amazing yeah like everything looks really nice and the way they did the art style and the music sounds great and the you know, the audio cues for different things are good. Yeah. And, like, having a bunch of birds follow you around is neat. <laughs> it really is. 
Like hitting a spring and then having your birds like fly a little bit higher than you did because of momentum. That's good yeah, and stuff. Then, and then collect that super weird sonic spinning head that is not a life. <laughs> the weirdest power up in a sonic game. Yeah. Also inventing the spin or not in spin dash, inventing the homing attack. That's true. Sonic Bop. 3D Blast. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Also check out Sonic Pocket Adventure for the Neo Geo. Yeah, dude. And Pocket Sonic Riders. Color. And, Sonic and Boktai. <laughs> check out Boktai too. Yeah, Boktai too for the Game Boy Advance. The Sun the, is no Solar Boy Django. The Sonic is in your hands. <laughs> the Spin Dash is in your Game Boy Advance. Sun. All right, you can find us on Twitter at No Spin Dash Zone. <laughs> uh, you can email, email us at No Spin Dash Zone at gmail.com. Uh, was there a third thing? Okay, so we can cut this out. Occasionally we mention the Twitch, occasionally we mention the Patreon. Oh, maybe we should announce formally that we're closing the Patreon for now. Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, okay. I don't really feel like we need to because we don't have any patrons in the first place. Like, we well, don't yeah, need but... to be responsible for them because they they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if we open it up ever again, we will have to announce that we're opening it again, which would be awkward if we never announced that we were closing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it, it's fine if this is the time where we're putting our hands down and saying just no Patreon ever. I, I honestly, I sort of feel like if we ever open it again, we can just advertise it again as if we never closed it, because we never really closed <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, just sneak it under the door. Yeah. Okay, that works for me. All right, never mind then. We close, cut all of that <laughs> and mention the Twitch if you want to. <laughs> uh, sometimes we stream on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash. Is it NSDZ? Or is it no spin dash zone? I think it's no spin dash zone is the URL, I believe. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. And you can follow me at Draws Charlie, where I draw stuff times. Yeah. Uh, you should also check out my other podcast, Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era, which is an actual play podcast set in the world of Kingdom Hearts. Can we announce that I'll be on an episode? Oh, yeah. We have a sp- we we have an episode of Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era, an actual play podcast set in the world of Kingdom Hearts, uh, that has some special guests. Uh, one of them is Steven. so yeah. two out of three of us will be on that that episode of that podcast. I'll be playing the role of Zell from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, this is because <laughs> this real? is a Square Enix character. Yeah, that's very true. Square Enix characters are in Kingdom Hearts. That's how it works. The guests are like people from worlds that are either gone or like they ended up out of their world somehow and they fell to like a sort of aggregate nexus world in the form of what is it progress city is that what it's called yeah yeah in other games there have been places like twilight town or traverse town which are places where people whose worlds got eaten like end up displaced yeah so this is kind of like that but it's the gm's take on that concept yeah I'm I'm a fan. I'm I'm excited for this episode. Hello Bastion is the other one that's worth noting, but I think that's where like supposedly the Final Fantasy characters come from, right? Yeah, that's like where they live. That's where and they not, have lived. And not like Nephilim or like friggin' Balam Garden or kind whatever. Kind of messes with the canon a little bit. It's wonky. So it also implies that Squall or rather Leon and Cloud came from the same place. Cut this out cuz I don't think I'm supposed to mention this. Uh, but Progress City is is based on uh, Epcot. Yeah, but isn't Progress City also like a real thing? 
yeah, Progress City was the like the name of the design for Epcot before it became an amusement park. Well, yeah, but so like, it's, it's not like it's you're like just stating a fact. Yeah, because <laughs> you can look up Progress City and see pictures of a thing. Like, yeah, that's true. I can yeah, cut that out still if you want me to. <laughs> I, I, I have, honestly, I have no idea. Like, I think you should just in case, like, Lena wanted it to be, like, a, like, a, what, what's the this, term? Uh, this will be coming surprise. out Surprise. Uh, like, best known secret. What's the name of that? The, a well, a best kept secret? The secret everybody knows. It's the... A tacit... The worst... Understanding? Guys, I'm really tired. A hand job? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's gonna be a hand job. Edit that out, me. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self: saying "hand job" is not a good enough joke for the podcast. Is not a good way to literally end the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I was also gonna say, and now it's gone. This is been... oh, I, well, I was just gonna. T- I was gonna tell you personally, me to you. Um, it'll be like a month or more before this episode comes out. Oh yeah, well, it'll be a month or more before the special guest episode comes out. So I think it actually might line up perfectly. Yeah, but I was just thinking that we wouldn't be like spoiling anything necessarily. Yeah, that's true. No idea. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so with with, uh, with no further ado, uh, go go do something else. This episode's over. <laughs> go do something. else. <laughs> Listen to make another sure you, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you like wash Kingdom your hands. Hearts of Forgotten Era. <laughs> make sure you wash your hands and listen to a Kingdom Hearts podcast. But yeah. <laughs> what, what's your company name? What's, what's the name for your company over there? Our company? Yeah. Like, what's the production studio? We're Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era. <laughs> well, but like you can't. Like we're the NSDZ. Yeah. And we bring you the no spin dash. So. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, we're cafe. Okay, good. I like cafe. It's K H A F E or cafe, or, or cafe if you will. <laughs> Do you say like cafe with like the <laughs> like the the Yiddish? Yeah, I I like cafe a lot, but I've also uh, heard people say cafe. I'm not a fan of that. I see it. It sounds too much like chafe for me, especially with the <laughs> yeah. H, the H there. So. Kingdom Hearts, but it's spelled C I N G D O M. No. All right, everybody, this will really do it. Yeah, spin you I later, like, you guys. I can't edit silences out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Oh man. We'd like to thank the LAG Radio Network for hosting our show on platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and lots more. If you enjoyed our show, you can find the rest of what the LAG Radio Network has to offer by searching for the LAG Radio Network on any of these platforms.